1: latest on the alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man, grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington.
2: Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia, among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's
1: anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. was
2: allegedly at
1: We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country.
3: Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over the
4: We've got
0: to take our back. back. He also, also warned that Civil it's War Could be the virus, on the yeah, way it's back. And the like, sure. it like, you you to do
1: son 19 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill
0: It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly
1: wrong. Detected. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on.
2: China urging its citizens yeah, not to travel abroad as struggles to contain the virus.
1: We will be standing up Let's Christmas Island as it. a quarantine. Joe <laughs> Brand and I agree. Oh, hey, by the way, China are
2: now banned from entering the
1: country. Eyes. Christmas Island today
3: declared that the coronavirus presents a public Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the
6: American people, thanks. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison. So this is an episode that we're talking about that should scare the fuck out of the Democrat Party. Right now, Trump is leading the polls and everybody in them, including Joe Biden, by double digits. Joe Biden's about to break the ceiling break the floor for all-time disapproval for an elected president. Honk honk. And now with the Israel-Palestine conflict. We have this article from the New York Post with the poll and who did it. Check out the article, the headline alone. Most Americans back Israel in Hamas war. Democrats deeply divided. That's right. The left is shredded when it comes to the election season. RFK, Marion Williams, Joe Biden. Votes split all around the board here. And then on the right... It's just a bunch of fucking losers barely holding double digits when Trump's just eating up like 80% of the voting base's support. The right is unified in support for Israel, and the right, for better or worse, mind you. I, I hate the funding for Israel, and I hate the make Israel great again ticket. Trust me, I'm not a fan of it. But the left is so shredded. Pro-Israel left. Pro-Hamas left. Anti-war left. All are do is just fucking throats. Plus, a plethora of other fucking issues. Going to the election season and Super Tuesday, there is no unity on the left, and leftist unity has always been a fucking myth. This article is by Ryan King. Pro Palestin marchers harass lone Israel supporter in Brooklyn demo. That's unfortunate. While well, a clear majority of American voters support Israel in its ongoing war against Hamas, Democrats and young Americans are split over where to place their sympathies. Almost a quarter of Democrats, 24%, said they sympathize more, we'll get to this. They sympathize more with the Palestinian people than their Israeli counterparts according to the Wall Street Journal poll released Monday. Check this out. For u U-Haul. Genocide Joe has got to go. Ooh. My point. Joe just can't win. Moving on. Just 17% of Democrats said they sympathize more with Israel, while 48% had equal sympathy for both sides. Democrats under 50 have even more pronounced pro-Palestinian sympathies, 35% compared to 13%, more sympathetic towards to Israel. Per the poll, among Democrats over the age of 50, Israel drew more sympathy by 22% to 12%. Quote, there is a schism between younger Democrats and older Democrats in where their sympathies lie, said Republican pollster Tony Fabrizio, that's an old name, who conducted the Wall Street Journal survey with Democratic pollster Michael Bikin, Bikan, Bokin, whatever, quote, it has the potential to become a modern-day Vietnam for the Democrats. Potential? Moving on. In all, 55% of Americans said Israel was taking appropriate military action to defend itself to prevent again, I'm not even overtly sympathetic towards Israel and I had no sympathy towards Palestine whatsoever. As an American I just want my money here and I'm sitting back watching them pump water into the tunnel systems under Gaza like I'm fine with this. It's your problem afterwards, but it's it's fine with this. I mean it's gonna be a lot of land corrosion and waste, but you know, whatever. Not my problem. Well that's terrorist organization to deal with later. Ugh, RuPaul's in Congress? That's a shame. Moving on. Defend itself and prevent Hamas from attacking again. A quarter of Americans, 25%, said Israel was going too far in its response to the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. While 20% said they didn't know or refused to answer. On the simth oops. On the sympathy question, 42% of Americans said they sympathized more with Israel, and just 12% said they felt more sorry for the Palestinians. A, th- a third of Americans said they felt sorry for both sides equally. However, the gap was narrower among Amer- among Americans between the ages of 18 and 34, 31% whom sympathized with Israel and 23% of whom sympathized with the Palestinians. Another 31% said they sympathized with both parties in the conflict. Quote, I think the war clearly has been very harmful, not just among progressives, not just among Demo- and not just among Democrats. Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, independent from Vermont, told CBS face the nation on Sunday, quote at the end of the day, I think Biden's going to win this election, but what's going on now is not helpful. Alright, bud. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Well, you wonder why Bernie Sanders is sitting here saying that? He's already pledged his support to him. He's already funneled a little bit of his money to him. And on top of that, Bernie Sanders may want to run in 2028 or some stupid shit like that if he's still around. He doesn't want to say, this man is too old to be president. He got He's not well. He needs to step down. Bernie Sanders doesn't want to bring that question into it because Bernie Sanders doesn't want to be one of the people who can't run for president down the road. Otherwise, how would he make money? Continuing on. At the end of the day, I think Biden's going to win this election, but it's not going to be helpful. The Wall Street Journal poll is in lockstep with other recent surveys showing a deep chasm on the left over the latest Middle Eastern war. The CBS News YouGov poll released Sunday found... <laughs> that a proportion of Democrats who believe President Biden has shown Israel too much support jumped 38% from, 28, uh, 38% from 28%, a 10% increase. In October, in the Wall Street Journal poll, more than two-thirds, 69%, of Republicans expressed more sympathy for Israel, while 2% were more sympathetic to the Palestinians, and 17% said they sympathized with both equally. The surveys also found a majority disapproval, 52% of Biden's handling the Middle East war, while just 37% said they approved. The poll also found that 37% also approved of Biden's overall work, while in office, 61% disapproved. The Wall Street poll was conducted among 1,500 registered voters. From November 29th to December 4th, it carries a margin of error. It carries a margin of error. Of plus or minus 2.5% percentage points. Yeah, that seems about right. Uh, Let's check out the three comments right here. From Matt Joseph, I mean, Democrats are also deeply divided on what a woman is, considered. the source. Fair. Coach Smith, this is a test of morality. Many Dems are failing the test. Cheerio says, "I think what's really important is who the Dominion servers support." That's a good point. Uh, and not Benjin says, "Check with Hugo Chavez's ghost." Eh, you know what? Hugo Chavez's ghost isn't that bad of a guy. He Had a couple of drinks with him, me and uh, me, him, and old Smoky Joe's ghost. Got along. He was the most gracious of hosts. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Vanessa, in this particularly short episode, and I will talk to y'all later and now brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen How many genders are there? Two. And they are? Male,
3: female.
0: But what about someone's right to tell you what their gender is?
2: No problem at all. So it's you. You're going to tell me what your gender is. But in a less fucked world, I don't have to believe it. But I'm thrilled for you. You're a lampshade. I'm so happy. Let me put a light bulb up your arms. Don't require me to think what you think. Okay.
6: Hey, we're back inside four walls, and it's the death of the West as we know it, and I feel fine. Seattle high schoolers failed gender versus sex quiz for saying men can't get pregnant. Fuck! We have completed it, folks. You, I am so happy. You know what? Hey, I know you're listening, and no offense, but take that, mom! Give me all that shit about being a high school dropout and a college dropout and all that shit. The retarded bullshit was being introduced real hard when I was in high school. And even harder when I was in college. Not Hillsdale specifically, but like the community colleges. Oh my fucking God! I had a social studies teacher go on a whole 45-minute rant about how
3: we need to vote for Bernie Sanders in this upcoming election in 2016. Otherwise, America's fucked. You have no idea. He won't... He will advocate for people of different neurodivergent genders to actually have rights that they have never been allowed to have.
6: Like, for real, this bitch went on a fucking goddamn tear. <sighs> and you know what? These students are going to be part of that generation of kids right now who are ripping down pride flags, saying my pronouns are USA, USA. That's what's going on in a lot of these schools right now. The kids are fine. The kids are rejecting this shit hard as fuck. But let's get into it. Fire all these teachers. Fire everybody. I hope this leads to parents at school boards in numbers we've never seen before. But it is Seattle. Educator. The educator subject of expertise is teaching, quote, Ethnic Studies, World History, the 10th graders. Oof. 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 God damn. Sorry. That just, that just caused me physical pain. I have to schedule my chemo appointments after just reading that title. By Darian Duggery. Duggery. December 11, 2023. A left-wing public school. History teacher gave a... He's a history teacher... Gave a Seattle student a failing grade after he acknowledged that only women have the ability to conceive a child, and not only men, and that only men have penises on a class quiz. Based! Based and true. Again, let me reiterate this. There is no such thing as a transsexual person. Trans people are not real, folks. It is a mythology, an urban legend, if you will. It's about as real as Sasquatch and the female orgasm. It just doesn't fucking exist. Trust me, I'm an expert. I have a Bugatti. Actually, Bugatti is one of my favorite followers. Shout out to Bugatti over there on uh, on Getter. Go follow Bugatti on on Getter. Always posting them fucking zesty fucking memes. Good shit, Bugatti. Again, follow me on Getter. Follow people I follow on Getter. Good, good accounts. Lots of memes. But, you're a history teacher. Anyway, I'm going to say this right now because it's been a minute. Trans do not exist. To say that someone is transsexual would imply that you can successfully transition from male to female or male to female. You know, yin to yang or yang to yin. And you cannot. If you were born female you will always be female. you'll never be as strong as the average male you will never be able to get somebody pregnant you will never have a prostate or an apple your bone structure and muscular structure will always be that of a female if you are born male guess what bad news bucko you have a prostate you have no wombs you have no ovaries you carry sperm even if you want to argue well i had all that removed you were still born with the functional parts of a male. You will always have a muscular bone structure. A masculine, muscular structure. You will have all the attributes of a man. And it will be undeniable. You will be undeniably male. It's an unfortunate, unbearable fucking truth to the world. And I hate to break it to you. But that's how the cookie fucking crumbles. And to sit here and say, like, oh, well, trans people, you are denying a much broader mental illness and mental health crisis in this country that needs to be addressed. And by saying, oh, well, they're real, and they're definitely, but, you're, you're, you're making it so much worse. It's like a man saying, hey, this left arm of mine that's perfectly functional in every way, I mentally feel like I shouldn't have it, and I'm going to have my left arm removed. To look in the mirror and think, my balls need to be chopped off, or my tits need to be chopped off. I need to mutilate this part of my anatomy to fit in. You've either fallen prey to so many social pressures or you have so many un- uh, like unprocessed and repressed traumas that you have severe mental distress. Again, now we're failing kids or point out the basic facts of men can't get pregnant, women don't have penises. Failing grades in history class, not even in anatomy or health class, a history class. Retarded. But hey, you know what? I'll rail over here in the corner. That trans people are just not real. It is a societal justification of a much broader mental health problem, and we need to address the mental health problem immediately. But continue on. That's also why you're seeing suicide rates in the trans community rapidly escalate from like the nineties up to like right now because the social now it went from like socially acceptable. To being endorsed, now being pushed in schools to children, and now so many kids who had zero interest of in ever be going down that whole gender confused route, were now forcefully shoved down this hallway of it, and they're mutilating themselves. The only maybe dark caveat to all this is the people and the kids usually doing it are kids. Of weak, lefty parents or people who believe atrocious political views who just will not have kids. Effectively, millions of years of human genetics gone down the drain. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years of family trees brought to an end because, you know, TikTok algorithms. It's a shame. It really is. But let's continue on. These responses by students came on a quiz entitled quote, "Understanding Gender versus Sex." Included in the test were numerous true/false statement questions, as well as questions with multiple-choice responses. KTTH reports the educator's subject of expertise is teaching ethnic study world hist- ethnic studies world history. The tenth graders at Chief Seath Uni- uh International High School which is part of the Seattle Public School System's questions asked on the quiz reportedly included, Quote, When someone uses they-them pronouns, what does that mean about their gender identity? And true or false, transgender people are gay. Uh, well, uh, if you made me choose between sleeping with the ugliest woman on earth and a trans woman, I'm going to sleep with the ugliest woman on earth because at least then I wouldn't be fucking gay. Does that answer your fucking question? You know, at least I wouldn't get the pox, dog. That's all I'm saying here. Uh, Yeah, trans women are men. And trans men are women. It's pretty straightforward. You are what you were born as and there's nothing you can do to change that, prevent it, revert it, anything. No, but even if there's like a surgery where they can add a womb to you, it was surgically added. You weren't born with it. It wasn't a natural development. Same thing when they, if they get to the point where they can edit you in in future, they still had to get inter. They had to intervene in your development at some point. Not at any point was it a natural process. It's all a big cope, and I am the destroyer of cope. Continuing on. True or false question stated, quote, only women can get pregnant. After the student marked true for his response, a teacher penalized him and maintained that the correct answer was actually false. This teacher needs to be fired. It is the history teacher's belief, in other words, that men can get pregnant. I mean, we've all seen that Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito film, right? It's Okay. A light was shined on the story after the student's mother Uh, contacted Jason Rant's show on KTTH to vent her frustrations and anger about the occurrence. The boy's mother was, quote, met with silence after sharing her concerns with the school, per her account of events, quote, I kept trying to wrap my head around how it's legal to teach inaccurate information and force students to answer against their beliefs or receive negative scores. She said on KTTH's the Jason Rantz show. She asked for anonymity for her son uh would face retri for fear her son would face retribution. Yeah, here's the thing. Is it so fucking socialist? And comrade, I don't care if you know it to be true. You will answer it as falsely because the society you live in says it is false. So it is false. The sun is an immaculate purple at all times. Always purple. The chairman chairman of the nation says it's purple. You will say it is purple. To say that the sun is orange or yellow or anything besides purple will result in execution. How can you make me say that? Because it will punish you. If you do not say the true fact that the sun is always purple, the sun has always been and shall always be purple. That's exactly what the fuck's happening here. Again, go watch the demoralization interview. It's a 20-year process to demoralize a generation because you can solve teachers who will continue the demoralization process in perpetuity. Continuing on, numerous teachers have allegedly called her son. Fucked and racist, as well as a product of patriarchy that teaches young boys not to care about anything. Pull your son out of this school. What are you doing? Go to the school board and raise hell. Don't be anonymous. Talk to other parents, find out who feels the way you do, and get a whole fucking positive the school board and start making your voices fucking heard. This is happening around the fucking country. We're talking about high schoolers who are being yelled down by adults. You're fucking racist! Just because they said men can't get pregnant. Hey, men can't get pregnant. There's only two genders. And there's like an insignificant, statistically insignificant amount of intersex people. And that's about the gender breakdown, sweetheart. The boy was even told not, quote, not to use the term straight to identify as because it's offensive. Hey, uh, shout out to my other super straighters. That's my gender. I am super straight. According to his mother, she also said that the school routinely permits teachers to force political beliefs in the classroom. And that aside from their radicalism on gender ideology, they also attack her son over the color of his skin. Also, this is a white boy. You can just tell by the wording. Seattle Public Schools refused to apologize for this teacher's behavior. A spokesperson for the school argued that the quiz is, quote, inclusive, and thus is appropriate for the ethnic study course. This is not, oh, this is a history teacher, not a health teacher. Jesus Christ. Quote, Seattle Public Schools is dedicated to establishing inclusive environments that allow exploration of contemporary issues, specifically examining the impact of a power system such as racism and patriarchy. The spokesperson told The Jason Rance Show on KTTH, this commitment extends to fostering a welcoming and inclusive settings where students, staff, and families have the freedom to express their authentic selves. Unless you are a white boy, then you will sit down and shut up, cracker. This is like Jordan P. Schwarzenegger. Get to the lobster! Anyway. aha, That does not weird to my throat. I feel like Monica over here. But, still... If you express anything that is your opinion, which is, you know, baseline reality, because you know, now we live in an era where they say,
3: reality has a right wing
6: bias. No, reality has a reality bias, bitch. And you live in your little fairy fuck land of trans ideology, and men can be women, and women can be men, and men can get pregnant, and women can get men pregnant. It's just retarded mental illness. It's that fucking straightforward. And then if you go against this make-believe la 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 very fuck land, it goes one of two routes. One, you get some school shooter like the Covenant like like the Covenant Tran who shoots at the school. Trans masculine Meg like Griffin, as it were. Now or you get these teachers who absolutely punish, berate, cuss, and eventually will I mark my words, this will get to a physical point where students are physically reprimanded. By ideologically driven students. Or ideologi- ideologically driven teachers. We'll start accosting students. This will happen. Mark my fucking words. Back in the day, that's what happened in this country. You'd have idealistic teachers who could spank and whip the hands of left-handed students in this country. It wasn't even that long ago. Some, some, some Catholic schools still did it as of like 2005. I remember it was a whole thing back in the day. Sometimes being Lutheran has its perks. Anyway. Oops, hit the microphone. Anyway. Ideology-captured institutions physically disciplines children after a while to drive home the lesson plan. Because you need to break people through fear of reality. If you can get them to be afraid to admit reality, you can guide them into a consensus reality. And that's what they're trying to do in these schools, and you have to get involved. If you insist on sending your children to a public school, you must be willing to go to the school board meetings, run for school board members' positions, and so on and so forth, and be involved. Oh, the only reason why I get to this point, as bad as this teacher is, and she needs to be blamed for her actions, it is also on the parents for being so blind that it got to this point where this is just allowed And all levels of authority in the school education system, the public education system, are directly saying, we will defend this teacher. And you are the problem. It's because parents have sat back on their hands. It's the same problem that Christian fundamentalist parents had back in the 90s. Where Christian parents back in the 90s were like,
3: we need you to get the Simpsons off TV. Oh, South Park, should he be on TV? Uh,
6: And I say Christian fundamentalist parents of the 90s. Because it's a very specific group in the 90s. They didn't want to be responsible for watching what their kids watch. They just want to be able to leave their kids in front of the TV and fuck off. When you've never been allowed to do that, it was always a fucking pink goggles on situation. You need to be involved. They're your children. It is not the TV's job, society's job, the public education, or the government's job to raise your children. And if you let these places and these institutions subsume responsibility of raising your child, you will lose all control of your child. Because people who do not have kids will have your children. And it is on you to fight back against it. These are monstrous institutions with deep pockets and endless funding that want to usurp your control and they just wait to find the parents who are willing to let that happen. And too many of them are willing to let it get to this point where now they're absolutely blindsided. Like, what happened? Why am I not in control of my household? Why are my kids disrespecting me? Why is the school coming after me like this? It's because you surrendered complete control of your surroundings to educators and the government. And it's now on you to fight back. It has been well known for quite some time now that Seattle Public Schools is known for pushing leftist gender ideologies on its students. In July, reports revealed that the district was offering free sex change services to students as young as 13, all while hiding its actions from parents. This is another thing we've talked about, too. We're going to hop right over here, actually. Seattle Public Schools see 853% increase in non-binary students over three years. In 2022, there was three children who identified as non-binary in preschool, 16 in kindergarten, and 89 in grades 1 through 5, 125 in middle school, and 272 in the high school. Again, these children have been groomed. While enrollment continues to drop in Seattle Public Schools, the district has seen an exponential increase in students that identify as non-binary. Enrollment data from the district obtained by the Post-Millennial showed that 853% increase in students that identify as non-binary in only three years. According to that data from Seattle Public Schools out of... The 55,417 total students in the district in 2019, 53 of them identified as non-binary. You have the picture here. I'll leave it here for you to take a little look. Okay. In the latest figure for the 2022-2023 to school year, the enrollment of the largest public school district in Washington State fell over 6% to 51,608 in 2021. Seattle Public Schools lost so many students that the district begged parents to re-enroll their children. Right here. From Seattle Public Schools. Did you know the number of students enrolled in SPS uh, determines our budget? Right now, we are seeing a decrease in enrollment, which means a decrease in our budget. SPS continues to work on making sure we have a balanced budget every year. I hope you go out of business. However, the number of students that identified as non-binary skyrocketed to 505. A critical fucking error. In 2019, there was one child in the preschool who identified as non-binary, 7 in kindergarten, 16 in grades 1 through 5. And 10 in middle school. 19 high school students identified as non-binary. And in 2022, there were three children who identified as non-binary in preschool. 16 in kindergarten. 89 in grades 1 through 5. 125 in middle school. And 272 in high school. These children are fucked. The only... Not only is enrollment dropping, but something else is happening. Seattle Public Schools enrollment right here. Total students 55,417. Total uh, with males, 28,608. Females, 26,756. Non-binary, 53. Seattle School Enrollment for 2022, 51,608. Male, 26,551. Female, 24,552. And non-binary, 505. A report by the Williams Institute at the University of California Los Angeles analyzed Centers for Disease Control and Prevention (CDC) data that discovered that t- 42.7% of transgender and non-binary people in the U.S. are teenagers and young adults, aka people not smart enough to know better. That included 1.4% of teens between the ages of 13 and 17, 1.3% of young adults between the ages of 18 and 24. That was pretty. Sorry. Uh, really really pretty old, uh, I want to say, I want to say it was some sort of, uh, maybe 60s, must think. Completely irrelevant, you guys didn't see, it doesn't matter, sorry. I like, I like car, car go boom. Continuing on. 23% uh, for 20, uh, Ages that included 1.4 percent of teens between the ages of 13 and 17, and 1.3 percent of young adults between the ages of 18 to 24, compared to just 0.6 percent of people overall. The number is a massive spike from the group's previous report in 2017, which inc- which used a different mythology or methodology and estimated that 23 percent of transgender non-binary populations were ages 13 to 24. According to the no actually that wouldn't make sense uh for that group I I, I kind of I can of drag that weirdly enough. Moving on. According to a new survey of UK by, of the UK by Stonewall, over a quarter of Gen Z now identifies LGBT with 71% of respondents identifying as straight, 82% of millennials those aged 27 to 42 identify as straight this compared with gen z those aged 43 to 56 whom 87 percent describe themselves as straight damn yo gen x 43 to 56 man y'all getting old hey it's okay gen z is just, you know let's see
1: common sense
6: oh that's a I'm not watching this whole thing all right mom. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. This is what's in our school. This is what society has become. And I cannot and drive home the point. Get out there. Get involved. Run for local office. Run for school board. Go to meetings. Collect information. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Stay informed. Follow people like James Lindsay. And get involved. These are your children. These are the people who you will leave your country to. Your children too. Your children will have their own kids. And you want to make sure your children are able to take care of their children. Because that ensures your bloodline. Your heritage. Your cultural values. Your part of America and its history continues on through your children. People think just because, oh, well, I'm not in the history books. They don't think about it. Your children are your living blood vein into history. Because you're children, you continue the ebb and flow of history. Protect your kids. Get involved. Knows what, know what's going on in the schools. And fight for the change you want to see. So you're not so caught off guard like this parent. And you're not caught off one day when your kid comes home Someone goes, Make you be pregnant and I'm a woman, Dad! What are you talking about, little Billy? It's Belina now, bitch. Now is the time to take action. That being said, this has been inside four walls. I am your host James Mason, and I will talk to y'all later. Are you a male or female? Email. You 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 know, an email.
2: Email.
1: Now, Christopher Rufo. he's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and actually caught gay in the act. So how deep does this go, Chris? Uh, this goes deeper than you might imagine. On Sunday, I broke the story of the Claudine Gay plagiarism scandal on my substack. Uh, Then, a few days later, the great reporter Aaron Sibarium broke additional instances of plagiarism at the Washington Free Beacon. And now, three professors have come forward alleging that Gay stole from their work to varying degrees of severity. Uh, We're talking about a large portion of all of her published papers, which are actually very few in number. She's not a prolific scholar by any sense of the word. Uh, And it is really damning. But the twist is that Uh, If she were a run-of-the-mill university president, she would have been out yesterday. But Harvard has decided, because because of her race, because of her gender, and more importantly, because of her politics, they have to do everything they can to save her. They've lost reportedly a billion dollars in donations, uh, but that's all worth it because she is the great totem, the great avatar of left-wing identity politics. She enforces the principles of DEI at Harvard, and this is the real heart of the story. Harvard has abandoned its classical motto, veritas, meaning truth, all for racial politics. This is the story of our time. So it's rotten to the core. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of good professors there. There's some sharp undergrads. But if your board is allowing fraud and it's destroying its very own motto that's stamped in the insignia and in all of the buildings and all of the paperwork, What does that mean for the country if Harvard has become a fraud? Uh, It's symbolic of what's happening everywhere. Uh, As I detailed in my book, America's Cultural Revolution, left-wing radicals have taken over all of the elite culture shaping institutions in our country, with very few exceptions. And conservatives need to get serious. We need to develop a strategy for recapturing these institutions, for taming these institutions, and for revitalizing these institutions in support of American principles of freedom, equality, merit, excellence, and accomplishment. Harvard is the key prize. And so I'm going to be fighting. Uh, Harvard threatened the New York Post with, to bury the New York Post in lawsuits if they reported this story. I was not scared. I'm never going to back down. I'm going to keep coming after the university, of which uh, I'm an alumnus, uh, until this travesty is over and until we have restored truth as the highest principle of Harvard University. All right, very good reporting. Thank you, as always. And Jesse Jr. is now going to Dartmouth that's settled thanks chris
5: good morning a point of personal privilege there is a reason why the testimony at the education and workforce committee garnered one billion views worldwide and it's because those university presidents made history by putting the most morally bankrupt testimony into the congressional record and the world saw it as a harvard graduate i'm reminded of harvard's motto Veritas, which goes back, and it's older than the founding of our country. It goes back to the 1640s. In addition, the motto was Veritas Christo et Ecclesiae, truth for Christ and the church. Larry Summers, who was president of Harvard when I was an undergrad, talked about the meaning of Veritas is divine truth, moral truth. Let me be clear, Veritas does not depend on... On the context. This is a moral failure of Harvard's leadership and higher education leadership at the highest levels. And the only change they have made to their code of conduct, where they failed to condemn calls for genocide of the Jewish people, the only update to the code of conduct is to allow a plagiarist as the president of Harvard. Shifting gears to what is on the floor this week.
6: Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm of course Inside Four Walls, and this is, of course, James Madison. Wait a minute. Anyway. So, we've seen the purging of the institutions lately. Now, this is a cycle that happens every so often in this country, where you have one set of thinking purged from the institution while new thought uh, settles in for a while just to be usurped later on. However, the last... 35 to 40 years, the flavor of academia has been hardcore demoralization. And the institutes are where we see a lot of this new age Marxism come out of it. These kids who believe in rules for thee, but not for me, and also know no functional skills go into the real world, and all they know is their teacher's worldview and philosophy, and they pump that shit into everything they touch and create, and we're seeing the West decay because of it. Well, here we are. More than 500 Harvard faculty signed letters supporting President Cla- Claudine Gay, despite calls for her firing. This one... Wa- <laughs> we'll watch the clip together, folks. This article is by Isabel Cain, published December 11th. Got a little video here to watch.
4: There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on antisemitism, when I was asked if a call for the genocide <laughs> of the Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that-
6: and there's a little Ginsburg statue back here.
4: Moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible
6: violence (laughs) human beings. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Wow. Fucking insert Tim and Eric give here of mine. That's the biggest brain take I've ever heard. Wow. Calling for genocide... I didn't realize calling for genocide would imply the most barbaric, bloodthirsty fucking savagery imaginable. Oh, forlorn is me, the head of a massively funded Ivy League college. Brain rot, folks. Fucking brain rot.
4: I was not focused on, but I should have been, (laughs) the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate.
6: Nah, just gas chambers, you know, specifically six ovens and whatnot. How many pizzas you need? God damn. These are the people running the institutions in this country. Folks. Imagine hating your child and your country so much you sent your child to college.
4: It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies and Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment, so all members of our community can thrive. We can, and we will, get this right. Thank you. (laughs)
6: Uh, lol. Now let's go watch that clip real quick, shall we? Alrighty folks, settle in and enjoy.
5: Dr. Cornbluff, At MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? It targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada? I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct, yes or no?
4: If the speech turns into conduct, it can
5: be harassment. Yes, I am asking. What is with specifically called?
6: Hold on, I talk about it all the time. What's with the fucking eyes? What is it with this this like evil, sunken, emptied-eyed look they always got? They got these crazy fucking eyes, yet there's no soul to them. There's something, there's something inherently off about the way these people like engage and look around the world at any given fucking moment. It's very bizarre. To watch some functions, it's lizard-like. Almost. Like, look at the way she like looks down like, I have the castle now, he-man. You will never defeat Skeletor. Like, look at this bitch. Palpatine, right? You can never defeat the Sith.
4: If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment.
6: Look at that shit. Look at that Uncle Fester fucking bitch. There is no more Jennings, Howard. I, I really hope enough people here have seen Howard the Duck to appreciate that fucking reference. But goddamn, look at this bitch. Evil weighs heavy on the soul of man. Look at her.
5: Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed
4: and severe pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes.
5: The speech is not harassment. This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no?
4: It can be harassment.
6: (laughs) Holy shit! Holy shit! Bros. Bros. This is the caliber of people who've been writing the policies that have been shaping our world. Right? This is the mindset. This is the big, the big brain. The big brain we, we, we were contending with here. These people are retarded. They break under basic words, man. Enough questions and enough conversation with these assholes. They glitch out or image being the most horrific of individuals.
5: The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay... At Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no?
2: It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted at an individual.
5: It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of antisemitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic
2: rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic condu- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct, that amounts to bullying, harassment, what? intimidation. That is actionable conduct.
6: Calling for genocide isn't the problem. It's only the problem when it crosses in to actual conduct. That only would leave you to the logical conclusion. Oh, okay. So after you're once you're in the process of Jews already being butchered on campus, or being attacked and rounded up, then maybe we should start getting involved. Like, I'm just curious. It's a pretty, yes or no question. It's a pretty straightforward one. And you want to be like, no. They're going to automatically be like, would you like to elaborate on that? And you'd be like, yeah. If we're having an intellectual debate on genocide uh, as, like, a political structure, whatever the fuck. However wordy, intellectual, head-up-the-ass way you want to try and explain it away, you'll get that chance, but just, it's just the, the... When it becomes conduct. That implies after people have been killed. That implies genocide in underway. Then we take action. I'm just... Oh, man. It's always bitches with these kinds of, like, faces and haircuts, you know? The Maxine Water
2: bitches. To take action?
5: So, the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct. Correct.
2: Again, it depends on the context.
5: It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board.
6: <laughs> Holy shit, folks. All right, so let's uh, let's hop into it, shall we? Holy shit! More than 500 Harvard faculty signed a letter in support of its president, Claudine Gay. Despite intense blowback, her, her, probably half her problem is she's not getting her her blown back. You know, that might fix a couple personality traits about bad bitches. Anyway, hey, curiosity, do you guys know the what vegans and lesbians have in common is? I'll give you a second. They're just looking for a substitute for real meat. Ayo, let's go on with it. Despite intense blowback and calls for her firing after she failed to condemn calls for genocide of Jews, the 511 faculty members signed a letter on Sunday to the Harvard Corporation urging the university to allow gay to remain at her post. So it's 511, not 500. Got it. Uh, to allow Gay to remain at her post as billboard trucks circle around the campus with signs reading, Fire Gay. Well, that's not real progressive. The support came as a statement in ex. really? Expectant to be made about Gay's future just days after the University of Pennsylvania President Liz Magill lost her job over similar testimony, failing to condemn anti-Semitism. As far as I know, that statement has not yet happened. I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Continuing on, failing to condemn anti-Semitism, the Harvard Crimson said. Harvard Crimson said? Is that like a title? Okay. I don't know Ivy League, Um, uh, you know... Dumbfuckery institution terminology. I'm a Hillsdale dropout, for what's worth. Dropped out of high school, dropped out of college. Here I am. Anyway, despite the outrage, the faculty member said they quote, urge urge you
3: in the strongest possible term to defend the independence of the university and resist political pressure. That are at odds with Harvard's commitment to academic freedom, including calls for the removal of President Claudine Claudine Gay. Oh, yeah. Quote The critical work of defending a culture of free (coughs) inquiry in our diverse community cannot proceed cannot proceed if we let its shape let its
6: shape be dictated by outside forces okay fine then you lose your endowment and you lose all your tax funding there okay fine fine look deal your terms are acceptable we take the public funding with us enjoy I think that's a fair term, right? You don't want the taxpayer or representatives of re- representatives hired and sent there by taxpayers to uh, you know stand up to you. Well, guess what, bud? You shouldn't have any taxpayer dollars there. You don't want the representation. You don't want to deal with the the rules of the taxpayer. Then you shouldn't get the taxpayers' money. It's part of the contract. Go fuck yourself. They added in the letter obtained by the student paper. The Ivy League leader has faced intense scrutiny after she failed to explicitly say that calling for the genocide of Jews would break school bullying and harassment codes while testifying in a congressional hearing on anti-Semitism on Tuesday. History professor Derek J. Pensler said faculty have a wide-range view on Gay's testimony. And leadership, but felt her firing should be in, should not be influenced by political politicians and other outsiders. I agree, but these are things that you know the average citizen is saying, the people who have money in your school. I'm just saying fine, I completely agree, but you also shouldn't be receiving millions of dollars in tax you know funding or endowments. That just should be all yanked. I just don't support you know for, you know federal funding of colleges to begin with. It should all be married, based If you can't afford to stay open, you don't stay open. Quote,
3: I don't think that signing this letter is an exoneration of the university for its handling of the issue involving anti-Semitism and Islamophobia over the last couple of
6: months, Penciler said in response to the backlash over her testimony. Gay he apologized for her remarks. Quote, I'm sorry. Words matter. Even no words matter, right? Silence is violence, according to these pricks. Pardon me. Gay said during an interview with Harvard Crimson on Thursday,
3: Stop the genocide in Gaza!
6: As I talk, as I speak right now at 4.13pm on Tuesday, there is water being pumped into the tunnel systems in Gaza right now. Quote, When words amplify distress and pain, I don't know how. You could feel anything but regret, she added. The Post has reached out to Harvard for comment. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny, too, because this is like an international story with with, with people reporting it from all over the fucking world. Like, this is the Times of India, man. Like, this has gone abroad and, and, and over, right? And this is what I mean. Like, people don't think about this. This shit gets reported globally. Like, America's culture and behavior... Is a like of top concern. Quote, well, at least now you know the snakes from your backyard, my dear university. See, this is a person in India talking smack on American universities. Folks, you are a joke of a college. The situation remains fluid as the Harvard Corporation weighs its response to growing controversy surrounding President Claudine Gay's handling of anti Semitism concerns on campus. I'll leave this article in the description for you below as well. That being said, I'm gonna bring this to an end here, and actually it does go against the the rules of all these colleges. Every one of these colleges has a thing in their handbook, sometimes it's around page fifty, that state There is no you're not allowed to discriminate based on religion, disability, age, sex, gender, or religion or other unmutable characteristics a blanket rule in all these colleges plus that you'd have that rule in for government funding so yeah it's against the rules it was a pretty simple yes or no but that being said this has been inside four walls I'm here, and am Masson and i'll talk
5: to you again very shortly mr phonic you're recognized for five minutes dr gay a harvard student calling for the mass murder of african americans is not protected free speech at harvard correct Our commitment
2: to free speech. It's a yes or no question.
5: Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech?
2: Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes or no question.
5: Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct?
2: I've heard that term, yes.
5: And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that?
2: That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there
5: is only one solution, intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct?
2: I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes. So based upon
5: your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit
2: genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is
5: contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard?
2: It is at odds with the values of Harvard.
5: Can you not say here that it is against the code of conduct at Harvard?
2: We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. It's when that speech crosses into conduct, that violates our policies against bullying, harassment, Does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and
5: the elimination of Israel? When you testify that you understand that is the definition of intifada. Is that speech speech according to the code of conduct or not?
2: We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression even of views that are objectionable.
5: You and I both and know offensive. that's not the case. You are aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report?
2: As I observed earlier, I reject that characterization. It's the of data our shows
5: it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, sometimes as young as 16 years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission?
2: That long predates my time as president. But you so understand
5: that Harvard made that decision to rescind those offers of admission.
2: I have no reason to contradict the facts as you present them. Correct,
5: because it's a fact. You're also aware that a Winthrop House faculty dean was let go over over who he chose to legally represent, correct? That was while you were
2: dean. That is an incorrect characterization of what transpired. What's the characterization? I'm not going to get into details about a personnel matter. Well, let me ask you this, will admissions offers be rescinded or any
5: disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say, from the river to the sea or intifada, advocating for the murder of Jews?
2: As I've said, that type of hateful, reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me. And today that no action will be taken, what action will be taken? When speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation, we take action. And we have robust disciplinary processes that allow us to hold individuals accountable. What
5: action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus?
2: I can assure you we have robust what disciplinary actions processes have been taken
5: I'm not asking actions underway I'm asking what actions have been taken against given, those students
2: given students rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing Do you know what the number one hate crime in America is I know that over the last couple of months, there has been an alarming rise of anti-Semitism, which I understand is the critical topic that we are here to discuss. That's correct.
5: It is anti-Jewish hate crimes. And Harvard ranks the lowest when it comes to protecting Jewish students. This is why I've called for your resignation. And your testimony today, not being able to answer with moral clarity, speaks volumes. I yield back.
6: Hey, welcome back to Inside 4 Walls, and I'm, of course, your host, James and We are in the death of the woke mind virus. I shit you not, their whole empire of white guilt, racial inequality, and diversity and inclusion is crumbling inward on itself. And, you know... <clears throat> For example, look around, you have funny comedians again. Hell, some of the funniest comedians you've got in the world right now are comedians who were cancelled for their edgy humor, such as Shane Gillis, Andrew Schultz, so on and so forth. Then, you get Hollywood actors coming out and talking the shit on it. Now, Adam Driver is a unique situation. He is a war hero. He's actively a veteran of the war on terror, and, uh, you know, despite being a living war criminal, but... Uh, Bush jokes aside here Adam Driver is someone that Stands a little outside of the usual Hollywood spectrum Despite being a lot of mainstream roles He's also kind of outspoken He's very outspoken on gun rights He even has a gun education and safety course He runs In fact he's one of the people that coordinated with Keanu Reeves When he came to the John Wick series This man has had a long history of being like No, two way Plus, he's friends with Chris Pratt, and it was like, "I don't get why y'all come and have Chris Pratt for wearing a don't-tread-a-me shirt." Chris Pratt's a Christian, big whoop, you know. So Adam Driver has maintained this. I wouldn't exactly say he's base. There are some grievances I can say there, but he's not in lockstep. Plus, hey, look, when Ricky Gervais was laying waste to the Golden Globes, calling everybody pedophiles, it's really telling that the only one in the room laughing hysterically at the time was the fucking Sith Lord. But, you know me, I think the Jedi's were the Jedi and the Rebel were a bunch of terrorists. But let's get into the article, shall we? Star Wars actor Adam Driver and terrorist Terminator says, Wokeness killed Han Solo in SNL monologue. Ooh, buddy. Buddy, buddy. And we're going to sit back. We're going to watch this. We're going to enjoy it. Folks, we have sat back. And we have had our entire world ripped from us because of these sensitive fucking assholes. These are participation trophy children. The same kids we spent our entire lives being told by our parents. They'll get theirs one day. Don't you worry. One day the world's going to hit them. And the world knelt before them. Meanwhile, you were demonized or pulling yourselves up by your fucking bootstraps. Nay, says I. Nay, says the fucking invisible hand that pushes the market. Woke shit doesn't sell. We don't want it. Hell, look, I'm gonna be getting into it later on with the Bud Light boycott thing and the whole UFC update. Mixed views on that one, but. You're seen. Look at, look at Disney. The boycott. Billions lost. Movies losing millions after millions after millions. Fistful by the fucking fistful. Post-pandemic, Disney has been getting bent over and Monica Lewinsky'd by the free market. People have came to the realization, something we've been screaming on this show for a long time in our little corner of the internet. Your money is consent. Where you spend your money is where you consent the ideologies to be put. You like the propaganda shoved into every Disney film under the fucking sun, you keep giving them your fucking money! If you hate the propaganda and you wish Disney would just go back to making wholesome family videos with maybe the odd dick joke in The Little Mermaid or Sex and the Stars, you know, shit that kids wouldn't really know about, the kind of shit that when we kids talked about back in the day was like a, hey, my big brother told me that there's Sex and the Stars and the Lion King. What? Yeah, yeah. And then you go and watch the scene, and you're staring at a bunch of glowing dots being like, uh, I, I, I kind of think I see it. I kind of think I see it. You know, before the internet, that was all like a speculation thing. Kind of like how you could find a Mewtwo if you hit under a particular truck in the fucking, uh, what what, what was that, Pokemon Red or, or Blue? God, I can't remember which one it is. There's a Pokemon game, where the whole idea was if you push or hit behind this fucking pickup truck, you could get like a Mewtwo. And it was a hoax. It was just something that all of our older siblings sold us to fuck with us, the fucking bastards. And now, with like how widespread and prominent the internet is, this shit really fucking spread, right? Disney. We have the videos "Reimagine Tomorrow," where Lady goes, "I put my non-secret gay agenda in everything I can, and no one can fucking stop me. And no one does stop me. It's disgusting." These are kids' movies, you know. SpongeBob in the earlier seasons did it right. You, know, you had these jokes where it's like, "Oh yeah, oh man," and you're you're an adult watching the show, looking at your kid laughing, like, "I hope he doesn't get that joke," and your kids just overlooking the this bitch got crusty crabs in her bikini bottom, laughing at ha 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 whale daughter crab dad he 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 crab rave. Hmm. most of the media institutions in this country have been weaponized against us all these millennial waste bags in the older age of gen z that i'm a part of got hired into these schools or got hired in, into these these roles at these big companies fresh out of college and brought those ideas with them not having the ability to have the real world just fucking pound out the snowflake And then when the box office started to collapse and fall inward. You have people coming out being like yeah. Wokeness killed it. Your propaganda murdered the series. And I would go one step further than Han Solo. I would say Wokeness killed the entirety of the DC and Marvel universe. As well as the Star Wars and the Star Trek universe. All mainline series have been infected and destroyed. By this Ivy League algorithmically created so what, what, what what's the pseudo so social pseudo-socialism bullshit? That's being peddled and dribbled and drip fed to the mindless consumer masses who, you know, don't think hard, just get excited for new product. Get into it, right? From Cassandra McDonald's over here the post-millennial, or SCNR, my apologies. Star Wars actor Adam Driver joked that wokeness killed Han Solo during his monologue on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. The statement came as part of his Christmas list for Santa, delivered in song as he played the piano. Quote, Hey Santa, it's me, Adam Driver, from the nice list. And also, girls, I turned 40 this year. Santa so I would like five pairs of chinos. I also want one of those giant metal Tesla trucks. I think it would pair perfectly with my teeny tiny micro penis. Deep, deep intellectual comedy here, folks. Though I will say, I actually kind of, I look, I like the Jeep trucks and I think the Tesla trucks look cool. At bare minimum, it's different. I say that as someone who compared most cars to something that looks like you'd shave your nuts with in the shower. The Tesla truck does in fact look a lot more like something you'd shave your nuts with in the shower. I will say that, but it's different. It's a unique look. I welcome it. I I like seeing different looking vehicles on the road. It makes things look, it makes the world more interesting. It breaks up the homogeneity in society. And you know, cultural homogeneity is good. But when everything I look around is humdrum and it's like the same fucking car with no creative input to it whatsoever, all right, you know, I'll lay weight a little creativity there. Driver, played Kylo Ren in the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and A Rise of Skywalker. In the air, in the Force Awakens, Ren killed Solo. No oh, spoilers are alert, I guess, for an eight-year-old movie. Much to many fans' dismay. quote, "I would like people to stop coming up to me." On the street and saying things like "You killed Han Solo," he said, "You, I didn't kill him. Wokeness killed Han Solo." Oh, you know these, you know those TikToks, like those couples that do pranks on each other. Can you kill those people? He continued, quote, "What if I want for Christmas is a gingerbread house? Do you think a gingerbread man gets scared when he realizes the house he he's made, the house he is?" Made? made of his own the house he is in is made of his own skin i think there was a typo there that's a cute one you can tell your kids that one that actually is pretty funny while many conservatives celebrated the statement others pushed back declaring that it was a clear example of mockery oh and we have a palestinian flag with the gaga drivers not the uh not qts i don't know what that means not not quite. Not the QTS, not understanding. He was mocking the people who say the wokeness killed Han Solo. He literally made fun of dude bros immediately after this. He's mocking the people that say this shit. Y'all are so fucking stupid and fuck variety for this clickbait headline.
3: Someone sounds but hurt. It's
6: okay. We'll get liberal for that particularly raw asshole you got going on there, sweetheart. Yeah, and you know, your whole thing is like Gaga Driver, and you're Amanda here with the, with the uh, raping women flag next to it. You know, oh, oh okay. You know, ally, of course, you know. Uh, you know the fun thing about that flag, when you see that flag and you're gay, they will give you free skydiving lessons. Uh, bring your own parachute.
3: You literally fucking knocking you. Don't you see that you're so fucking stupid.
6: Lol. Adam Driver jokes... He didn't kill Han Solo in SNL monologue. Wokeness killed Han Solo. That's fine. I uh, the only reason we've covering this is I don't watch SNL. I had no idea this even happened. I hadn't seen the video yet. I just knew people in my personal life who had a fucking meltdown about it. One person specifically who was like, "I can't believe he said that. I can't believe you think that he wa- he wasn't joking about you." It's like, bro, I didn't even watch it. I'm sitting here. You know, I got my fucking spliffy in my hand. You know, I'm smelling like the devil's lettuce, and and I was chilling. And then this wildebeest came up to me and just started hyperventilating my fucking face. And I'm just like, dog, God, what happened? I don't know, I just killed Han Solo. I'm like, oh, base. But he was joking about you! Oh. Well, That's still pretty funny, actually. You know, what? hey, I appreciate that. That's actually some modern topical humor. You know, sure, the movie's like seven years old, but hey. Uh, a jab at, w- at wokeness you know hey even if it's mocking or endorsing whatever i don't care Hey, it's at least a nice little topical joke breaks up the uh Mondayity. and adam driver someone who again is someone who's like this is how you handle a firearm this is the problem with firearm control and well the with problem with gun control and this is how you probably handle a firearm goes to the range all the time preaches good trigger discipline i have no personal qualms with Adam Driver. Uh, I'm sure there's something over the pandemic that I missed maybe with him saying, you need to get vaccinated or you need to be locked down. I just, I didn't see that with Adam Driver. I I, I missed that if he was doing it, it didn't come onto my radar. And that's usually my gauge because I don't usually give a fuck about celebrities, right? So that's usually my gauge. Do I have a clear memory of you giving me shit in the pandemic and, or are you the most insufferable piece of shit on the planet? Adam Driver, not really. I mean, he's an actor. All about firearms, friends of Chris Pratt, who's a Christian, and if you're friends of Chris Pratt in Hollywood, it's kind of litmus, I mean, he is a Hollywood Christian, but even then, that's so demonized, it would be easier for him to not even be that, but he still is. He goes to church, takes his family to church, wears Don't Tread on Me Gadsden shit, 2A shirts all the time. I like Chris Pratt. Adam Driver, again, no qualms here. Quote, I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. Adam Driver. He's not wrong. Hashtag Star Wars from John Mark Harris. at John Mark Harris. Give him a follow on Twitter, guys. I mean, X. Formerly Twitter, as everyone wants to tell you. Sarcasm or not, Star Wars has been widely criticized for taking woke pandering to the extreme. Yeah, you mean like when that bitch Mary popping through the cosmos and blew up the universe after routinely ignoring and shitting on a dude for giving her real advice? Bounding the comics reported in July, quote, Disney's upcoming High Republic-era live-action Star Wars series, The Acolytes, has found its lead, the black lesbian non-binary actor and intersectional feminist, oh, Amandala Steinberg. Stenberg. Mm. The Acolytes is expected to release next year. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, never gonna scroll up here and watch this video. But, you know, folks... Growing up, I uh, I was exposed to both Star Wars and Star Trek. I'll be real with you. I like the original Star Trek better than a lot of Star Wars shows. And I like the Next Generation better than a lot of Star Wars shows. But when it comes to movies, I think Star Wars has much better movies than Star Trek. I mean that. TV shows-wise, I I enjoy a lot more of the Star Trek spinoffs. Next Generation, you know, that shit's good. Mainly original, next generation. Uh, I've watched some of it. Uh, you know, Lens Flare, the the movies back in two thousand eight when those were coming out. I don't really remember them very well. I remember my brother being hyped because that dude from the show Heroes was playing Spock. Again, Cape shit. Didn't really care about Cape shit until like the second Iron Man came out. I was kind of late to that. Pretty much by the Avengers, I got into Cape shit. I was like, oh, right, this is cool. I guess I'll look. In, uh, I guess I'll check it out. Movie wise, I had some of the comic books. I was a late bloomer. By the time I hit puberty, is when I got into all that cape shit, I was—I don't know—I was artistically addicted to like micro machines and erector kits and shit, like building little machines and shit. I was that weird kid. Now, I do remember playing a lot of Star Wars video games. However, like Knights of the Old Republic, dude, I will always remember sitting up late at night, right? Big bag of Orbel Reidenbacher popcorn in my lap. Two liter of Faygo next to me. You know, maybe I add some Hubba Bubba Sand next to me. You know my favorite candy was when I was a kid? Blue Shark Gummies. Bro, Blue Shark Gummies, I know exactly what it is. When I was a kid, this is what it was. I would have the two for a dollar bread bag of Blue Shark Gummies. And maybe an extra set of two bags for gummy worms and gummy uh, like peach rings. A bag of popcorn, a thing, a glass bottle of Everfresh Blue Island Punch, and I would have my original big ass Xbox plugged in, turning that bitch on, and I'm playing Knights of the Old Republic. With the ship being attacked and exploded in the beginning, that Jedi chick, you know, you're having the dreams about her and shit, and then you become like a Sith Lord later on, you're walking all over these fucking, the, the fucking first map. With, like, the upper city, the middle city, and the lower city, buying the androids and all that shit. That was a nightmare. And I'm, like, six. And I'm, like, what do I do? I'm just talking to people trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. You know, as I got older, I figured out how to play that game better. But Knights of the Republic is such a fucking classic. Alright, I was a big fan, you know, I was a little kid. I was, like, you know, 10, 11-ish. When the uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars series premiered on Cartoon Network record Johnny Test and Destroy Build Destroy, someone just had a a primordial memory tapped in with me saying that. Yeah. So while the movies weren't really part of my, uh, like, formative years, like, I I like the original Star Wars. I like three, however the fuck they're laid out. That's kind of my point here with that. You know, I like the George Lucas ones. I watched the newer ones. They fucking sucked. I liked Rogue One. Rogue One didn't seem too bad. I don't know why the Rogue One got all the hate it did. I thought the blind Jedi monk dude was kind of cool. Kind of fuck with that. But. <sighs> I know a lot of people who Star Wars is like an intimate part of their childhood. And uh, my, my condolences. Look, like I said, I was more into Star Trek growing up. Yeah. No, I get that. That shit has been beaten and defiled. I, get, I totally get that. Oh, well. I'll watch this video, shall we? It's four minutes. Make sure the volume's up. Check the quality. I'll run a little higher quality for you guys.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Driver! So thank, you, chest. thank you very much. I'm so
0: excited to be back. Especially, I have to say, especially during this time of year, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday, the food, the music, the family. But largely, it's because I have a very deep and personal relationship with Santa. And every year I make my Christmas list, and I tell it to him. It's kind of our ritual, and usually I do it in private, you know, but since we're here, and I know Santa watches SNL, he, he hasn't liked it since Catan left.
2: <laughs>
0: but if you don't mind, I'd like to make it's my good. Christmas list right now, if that's okay.
6: <clears throat> is a weird thing that Jimmy probably the last I'll great SNL ever.
0: The piano is part of the ritual. He loves hearing me play, and it's actually me playing. Can we get a close-up of my hands? <laughs> See, they're very big, very big hands. <laughs> you get three
6: friendly boy shots of the yabba? Oh, I guess your budget has That's pretty good, huh?
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk to Santa now. Hey, Santa! <laughs> All right, we're on TV. Hey, Santa. It's me, Adam, driver, from the nice list, and also girls. I turn 40 this year, Santa, so I'd like five pairs of chinos. I also want one of those uh, giant metal Tesla trucks. I think it would pair perfectly with my teeny tiny micro penis.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying, you killed Han Solo, I didn't kill Han Solo, Wokeness killed Han Solo. <laughs> Let's see what else do I want. Oh, you know those TikToks where it's like those couples who do pranks on each other? Can you kill those people?
6: I agree with everything
0: so far. I know. I was just going to say, now it's part of the ritual where I play O Holy Night while making unbreakable eye contact with the camera. <laughs> Actually, that's really hard. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> oh, you know what I want for Christmas? It's a gingerbread house. Hey, do you think a gingerbread man gets scared when he realizes that the house is made of his own skin? It was That's a, a cute one. You can tell your kids that one. <laughs> well, I should also say is as an aside. Another thing I love about Christmas is eggnog. It's my favorite way to have egg. Whenever I go to a diner and they say, how would you like your eggs? I say, nog. <laughs> okay, well, Santa, thank you for listening. I look forward to you breaking into my house. Oh, and actually, I totally forgot. I I got you a gift this year. It's my new movie Ferrari, which opens Christmas Day. (laughs)
6: Don't know who that is Alright, there you go. I don't know. I don't think it was as sarcastic as the person raging on Twitter claimed it was. I think it was just a good joke. I think most of that deliverance is pretty good generally speaking. I do think that it is a weird turn for people. I think EV cars are garbage and a fucking scam. And I have no interest in a fucking electric vehicle. But Actually, I triggered somebody relatively recently with this because I've been running around in a Tesla lately. Rental. Uh, and I said how much I hated the car because it's a lot to fucking hate about it. You want to spend half your time living at a fucking charging station, folks? There you, there you go. You want to deal with it a fucking update constantly? A new update every every couple weeks? A couple days? Fuck off. It's a nightmare. And I told them this and they all but heard about it, but... It's the inverse. I like what he's doing with Twitter and social media, and I like what he's doing with SpaceX. They also have that, you have people who hate what he's doing with SpaceX and social media, but love what he's doing with electric vehicles. But they hate him. Me, I don't trust him, but I like what he's doing with social media. It's funny. Anyway, that kind of brings us into this episode right here. What do you guys make of this? And do you think, in a genuine statement, do you guys think there's anything the Star Wars cinematic universe or directors like how do you think star wars if at all possible to redeemed how could it be redeemed first i think you need to do a reverse of what they done day one you re-canonize all the external universe shit such as the books and comic books and stuff like that and you allow the holiday special to slip back into a questionable canonization and from there you just decanonize the disney shit Throw that shit to the fucking wind and let it go. But, that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Bond, and I'll I'll fucking stir your martini later.